0: This is Joan Boney speaking. Psalm 78 is one of my favorite psalms. It presents a history of the children of Israel in the Old Testament, in their many struggles and victories through God. Starting at verse 5 of Psalm 78, For he, God, established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Verse 9. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. That would be terrible. That's a terrible thing to do. They're armed and carrying bows, and they got to the battle and turned back. That would be one of the worst things that you could possibly do. It's equivalent to hearing a word from God, starting out, and then turning back. And you're in terrible danger if you do that. A woman sued me when I owned my small business in Dallas in American Indian Arts. She had bought a book from us on turquoise, a $15 book. She took it away and kept it about a month and then returned it and wanted her money back. I said, we're not a library. You bought this book and you've had it for all this length of time. Well, a debate arose and she actually grabbed me and pushed me back and I was basically trying to stop her, and we had hands on each other. It was a terrible thing. One of our workers, Flo, witnessed it. The woman filed criminal charges against me for assault. She was a young woman. I certainly feel money was her object, because when she pushed me back, I went back five or six feet. She had her hands on me, I had my hands on her, we both turned loose of each other, and she said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. About a week later, there was a sheriff who came to see me, and he said a warrant had been issued by this woman for my arrest for assaulting her in my shop. I was horrified, of course. I was newly born again when this happened. I heard a word from God, don't testify, because she was taking me to a court trial and there was nothing I could do to avoid it. And I heard from God, don't testify. So I told my lawyer, you may not want to represent me because I'm now a Christian and I have heard from God not to testify in this court trial. He said, oh, no, we'll represent you. He said, Flo witnessed it, and her testimony will be enough. Well, when Flo found out I was not testifying, she was furious with me. I had no idea my own people were going to be mad at me for following God. I said, well, what can I do? I've heard from God, don't testify. I can't testify. That did not appease her at all. The man I was dating at the time said, Joan, you are not doing this girl any good by not testifying. And I said, I'm not trying to do her any good. I am trying to follow what God has said to me, and he has said to me, don't testify. Well, of course, nobody believed me. We got to court, and Flo gave her testimony, and my lawyer said her testimony wasn't as good as I had thought it would be. But if you will testify, we'll win. If you don't testify, I don't know what's going to happen to us. I said, well, I'll see. We were in the courthouse at that time. I got up and went to the ladies' room and began praying, and I said, God, what do you want me to do about this trial? And I heard, don't testify. So I went back into the courthouse and the lawyer looked at me and I just shook my head, no. The judge had ordered us to produce a receipt concerning the sale of that turquoise book. Well, I handled the sale myself and I was terrible at keeping receipts so I was just sure they would not find it we were beside ourselves he had recessed the court until Monday so I could find the receipt oh I was just really upset and the man I was dating said you go back to your apartment we will hunt that receipt so he and the women that worked for me there were three of them and one of them's husband was there and everybody was hunting that receipt they found it i was so shocked i said where did you find it (laughs) i had put it in a piece of black pottery that was on display over in the pottery section When we presented it to the judge, he said, this case is dismissed. She is not guilty. I guess the receipt showed him when the book was sold. As I told her, we're not a library. But I many times wished I had gone ahead and (laughs) paid her her money back because it cost me $3,000 or so by the time I got through with the lawsuit. But I was acquitted. Then after that, she tried to file a civil suit against me. My law firm took that up and they said, we'll take care of her. You'll never hear from her again. Well, I guess they did. Anyway, being armed with the word of God on what to do and turning back would be a terrible thing. A terrible thing. Verse 9. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forgot his words and his wonders that he had showed them. Verse 12. Marvelous things. God did in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the waters to stand as an heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh? For his people. Verse twenty-one. Therefore the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel, because they believed not in God, and trusted not in His salvation. How many things have you seen God do in your life? How many? witnesses do you have as to the power of God? Pam Paget many times has given the witness of that advanced cancer that attacked her bladder and how God led her in the treatment and there was no cancer at all after they did the chemotherapy with radiation while the doctors had wanted to do chemotherapy and bladder surgery, removing her bladder. But God brought forth something else that she could do. That was chemotherapy with radiation. She did it. None of the five medical people thought it would work because of the type of cancer Pam had. She chose to do it. They set it up, chemotherapy and radiation. She went back in April for the test to see what the status of the cancer was. There was no cancer. There was no cancer. Can I witness that and see that miracle performed by God and back down from the word God would give? Can you do that? Can you see the miracles around you? Can you hear that testimony and not have faith in God? Can you see what he's done in your life and not have faith in God? Well, this is a terrible thing. Verse 19. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? There were more than a million people out there in that wilderness. Can he provide flesh for us? Verse 21. Therefore the Lord heard this and was wroth. And so a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and had opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven, Man did eat angels' food, he sent them meat to the full, he caused an east wind to blow in the heaven, and by his power he brought in the south wind, he rained flesh also upon them as dust, and feathered fowls like the sand of the sea, and he let it fall in the midst of their camp, round about their inhabitants. So they did eat and were well filled, for he gave them their own desire, which was for that meat. Yet they were not estranged from their lust. But while their meat was in their mouths, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this they sin still and believe not for his wondrous works. Therefore, their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. It won't be a pleasant end to your life if this is the way you do and back down from believing God. You might end up being saved, taken into heaven, but you will lose reward. And that's important. John speaks about that in Second John and warns us. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with God, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Verse 38. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time he turned his anger away, and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away, and cometh not again. Now this is Old Testament. They didn't all have the Spirit of God. The prophets did, but the people didn't. Today, we have the Spirit of God. To turn back from the Spirit of God would be a much greater sin for the New Testament church today because we are well-equipped to overcome through God. Verse 40. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Verse 42. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. How he had wrought his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. See, we see the ten plagues upon Egypt by reading the passages of Scripture in the Old Testament. We weren't there, but we see what God did to them. Verse 44. And had turned their rivers into blood, and their floods that they could not drink. He sent divers sort of flies among them which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their increase unto the caterpillar and their labor unto the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost he gave up their cattle also to the hail and their flocks to hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. Verse 50 He made a way to his anger. He made a way to perform his anger. He spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence. There are many areas in the Old Testament Bible where pestilence came upon the children of Israel because of their unbelief and disobedience. These are examples for us today. That's what Paul says. 1 Corinthians ten, eleven, 11. Verse 51. And God smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tabernacles of Ham, but made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he led them on safely, so that they feared not. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies, and he brought them to the borders of his sanctuary, even to this mountain, which his right hand had purchased. He cast out the heathen, also before them and divided them an inheritance by line and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents yet they tempted and provoked the most high God and kept not his testimonies now verse 57 but turned back and dealt unfaithfully Like their fathers, they were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. Verse 59. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men and delivered his strength into captivity. They went into captivity in Babylon for 70 years because of their disobedience. And those are examples for us. And his glory into the enemy's hand. He gave them to be slaves in Babylon. He gave his people over also unto the sword, and was wroth with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Verse 65 Then the Lord awaked as one Out of sleep, and like a mighty man that shouteth by reason of wine. And he smote his enemies in the hinder parts. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph, and chose not the tribe of Ephraim but chose the tribe of Judah, that's where Jesus came from, the Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high palaces, like the earth, which he had established forever. Verse 70, he chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. And that is Psalm 78. A warning for us. I spent a lot of time in this as a new Christian, and I was edified and warned. Follow the word of God no matter what. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. Today we have a real treat. It's the Bach Violin Concerto Number no. 1, Three Movements, Johann Sebastian Bach, played by one of my favorite violinists, Salvatore Accardo. There were many, many violinists to choose from in presenting this, and it was a rather difficult choice. But this man has the most brilliant sound I have ever heard on violin, and that includes with the great artist. And this is played by the Chamber Orchestra Of Europe. They match so well in brilliance. Bach Violin Concerto number one.
1: Thank